Quick reminder, the hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. Welcome to episode number 20. I'm Mike Frost. Today on the podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into Roth, Roth IRAs, and Roth 401ks. But first of all, let's talk about our guest here on the podcast today. We got Matt, our senior vice president. How's it going, Matt? Going going well. Happy to be here. Great. And of course, we can't do these podcasts without Natalie, our producer and marketing director. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie. Hello, everyone. All right, so we're currently in one of the best environments possible for Roth IRAs and Roth conversions. So today we'll do our best to review all the aspects that go along with a Roth. But first of all, what where did this word Roth come from? Well, if you do the research on it, Roth is was introduced as part of the Taxpayer Relief Act of 1997. It's named after Senator William Roth from Delaware. He actually passed away back in 2003, and he was 82 years old. All right. So, Matt, what's the big deal with a Roth? I've got an IRA, or I'm doing a 401k at work. So, what's this Roth thing? Why would anybody think about doing something called a Roth? Yeah, uh, interesting topic. Great question. So, full disclosure, we always like talking about taxes, but right, any anytime we talk about taxes, we always recommend somebody goes and talks to their CPA. So today's going to be a lot about Roths and taxes, but definitely want to go meet with your CPA before you take any of this and try to implement it. The Roth, Roths are interesting because it, it helps us diversify from a tax perspective. Most people are aware of, you know, saving into their 401k or IRA, and they're able to do it on a pre-tax basis, right? And that's where most people are encouraged and are familiar with, you know, where they should put most of their retirement funds. The Roth option is intriguing because it allows us to save and invest for retirement, but do so in a way that that diversifies tax-wise, so we save it post-taxes. So we we have access to tax-free income in the future. We can access that money tax-free down the road. Um, we're not exposed to you know tax legislation, future tax increases. And so there's a lot of benefits to um, you know looking at a Roth, uh, Roth IRA or Roth 401k. A lot of people talk about diversifying, and they typically just mean, well, I need to buy a bunch of different mutual funds or a bunch of different stocks or have my money in a bunch of different places, right? And they're not, they don't typically mean, well, I need to have money in different taxable accounts, right? That are taxed differently. So let's back up a second, uh, Matt. So you said two things here. You said tax deferred or pre-tax and after tax. So if we're thinking about our traditional 401k or traditional IRA, that's where we get to put money in and we don't have to pay tax on it until we take it out. So that's pre-tax. We're not paid any tax on it. So that's our traditional. Where a Roth is different, like you were saying, to diversify the tax situation is you can go ahead and pay the tax on it now at today's rate and never, ever, ever pay tax on that again as long as you follow a couple of rules. So where a Roth would make sense is if you believe, like a lot of we believe, taxes are going to be higher in the future than 
it would probably make sense for a lot of people to think about going ahead and paying taxes now and never pay tax on it again. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a hard shift for a lot of people because people in their 50s, 60s, they were taught, they were part of the generation where the 401k was a new option, right? 401k came out to the, uh, January 1 of 1980, I believe, is when it was first available um, from a tax perspective. And so people who have been in the workforce for 30 or 40 years, that's all they've known is I need to put everything I can into my, my 401k at work and it's great. And then the second part of that was people were taught, well, you'll probably be in a lower tax bracket in retirement because your income will be lower, right? And so those were the two things people were told, put money in your 401k and it'll be great because you'll probably be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. So when you take that money out, you'll pay less taxes on it. And what we're seeing is, well, not only are people often not in a lower tax bracket, sometimes maybe even higher depending on their deduction situation and those types of things. Um, but two is who wants their income to be lower in retirement, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, the goal of it is to maintain the standard of living that you're, you're used to. So um, it, it is a hard shift for a lot of people to think, well, I need to be saving money in a different way than maybe what they're used to. And you hit the nail on the head there, Matt. You know, I, I'm 60, soon to be 61. And that's exactly what we're told. Put as much as you can away in your 401k. Don't pay tax on it now. And you get to use that compounding to benefit you later on. Well, actually, the math works out whether you do a Roth or you do an IRA 401k traditional. If the tax rates are the same and the rate of return are the same, they're mathematically the same. And we can't do that here on the podcast. But uh, if you have any questions about that, we'll be happy to walk you through that. So that one piece doesn't hold water. But again, it goes back to what do you anticipate? Each of you listeners out there, do you think taxes in the future are going to be higher or lower? And if your answer is higher, then you should consult someone like us to talk about is a Roth right for you? So let's get into a little bit more about Roths then, um, Matt. Taxes is the main reason to do a Roth. That, that, that's it. If you think they're going to be higher, now may be a good time to do it. So there's a couple of different ways to get money into a Roth. They're called contributions and conversions. And we'll take contributions first. So a contribution is just like you would put money into your 401k or to an IRA. How much can you put in each year? There's a limit, and we'll get into those limits. A conversion, however, is taking a tax-deferred account, an IRA or 401k, and converting that to a Roth. Uh, That's a whole different animal than a contributions. So we got contributions and we got conversions. We're going to talk about contributions first. So, Matt, who can contribute to a Roth IRA? So Roth IRA, first and foremost, is you have to have earned income. So before you really start worrying about any other stipulations or rules, do you have earned income? And if the answer is yes, then then you've checked the first box. All right, Matt. So earned income. So a definition of that would be? Like just wages. A W-2. W-2 you got a job. You're getting paid. Uh, if you're just getting Social Security or you're getting rental income, that is not earned income. No. At W-2 or a 1099 from an employer, you know, commissions from a job that you're working at, something like that. Um, that's earned income. So if you have earned income, that checks the first box. Uh, the second box is, well, you don't have, you, you can't have too much income, right? You, you, you have to have some income, but you can't have too much. So there's a phase out 
Um, I believe it is it 185 now. Well, for a single person, it's 124,000 per year, and for a married couple, it's 196,000. 96. Okay, so, so those are the two values: 124 if you're single, 196 if if you're married, and it phases out. So if you make above that, then you're start going to be you're going to start being restricted on how much you can contribute to a Roth. So the first question again is: have to have earned in earned income. Second question is. You can't have too much earned income, so we have to make sure you're below that limit. Um, and those are really the two big, big check marks that you have to check. If you can say yes to both of those and you're within the income limits and you have earned income, then you very well likely could contribute to a Roth IRA. So Roth IRA, again, it's not an investment. It's how the tax treatment is. So you can have Walmart stock in a Roth right. IRA, right. just like you can a traditional IRA. All right. So like Matt said, you got to have the earned income and you got to be under those income limits. If you're over those, there's some other ways to, get, to contribute. We'll talk about those in a second. There's no age limit on contributing to a Roth. Right. If you're 85 years old and you have earned income, you can contribute to a Roth. Okay. A non-working spouse. If you have a stay-at-home spouse, they can contribute to a Roth based off of the working spouse's income. Again, still got to have earned income. And you got to make your contribution contributions prior to filing your taxes for the Roth IRA. And you can only contribute up to what you've made, right? So you have to have earned income, but you can't have $2,000 of earned income and contribute $5,000. Correct. And so Matt's already jumping to what are the contribution limits? And again, we're talking about Roth IRA contributions. So if you're under 50, you can contribute $6,000 a year per person. $6,000 a year per person. And just like Matt said, you got to have that much of earned income. Now, if you're 50 or older, you can do $7,000 a year per person. And these can be on top of any 401k contributions. Right. So you can do a Roth IRA and contribute to a 401k. Now, those rules change a little bit if you're talking traditional IRA, and we won't go into those today. So, Roth IRA, earned income, maximum you can do is 6000 a year if you're under 50, 7000 a year if you're over 50. And you have to do it prior to filing your taxes for that year. Okay, so that's Roth IRA. Some of you may have access to something called a Roth 401k. And just check with your employer. If you have a 401k, check with them. There's really no reason you should not have a Roth version of the 401k at your workplace. If you have a 401k, traditional, you should be able to get to the Roth. Uh, we have a large employer here that has a whole lot of retail stores. They have a Roth 401k now, and some of you may actually work there. Now, that that said, Mike, on, you should, and it's becoming more and more common, but if you don't, because it is a newer option, the Roth 401k, so if you don't, this is a great time. Start putting pressure on your employer and the plan provider and the sponsor because there's really there's really not a reason that you shouldn't have access to it. But there's a lot of plans out there that maybe still haven't gone and taken the steps necessary to offer it or or educated their employees on on this option. So if you're listening to this and you don't see it as an option, definitely you know reach out to your your um, HR department and start asking about it. Okay, so now we talked about Roth IRA. We're talking about Roth 401ks now. Here's some key things about that. These are exciting. I mean, if you've got a Roth 401k, you need to hear this and you need to say, whoops, I might want to do that. A Roth 401k has no income limits. 
Do you get that? No income limits. A Roth IRA has income limits. Remember the 124 per single, 196 for a married. But if you have a Roth 401k, it doesn't matter how much money you make, you can contribute. That's a beautiful thing. Absolutely beautiful. Now, if you do have that, the company, if they match, they have to match, required to match in a traditional IRA, traditional 401k. If you do have a Roth 401k and the company does offer a match, that match has to be the traditional 401k, cannot be into the Roth version. And so you pay the taxes prior to it going into the Roth 401k. What that's going to mean to you is if you have the same percentage going in, let's say in 2020, you did a traditional 401k. And in 2021, you're going to do Roth 401k, same dollar amount your paycheck, your take-home paycheck will be less because they're going to withhold the taxes. Right. Yeah. You definitely want to be, uh, if you're, if you've been contributing at a high level to the traditional 401k and you want to make the shift, highly encourage it when it makes sense for a lot of people. Right. But you do want to know what that's going to change. And so I often tell clients, if we're going to make this change, I'm, I'm, I think it's a great idea to phase into it. Maybe make half of your contribution Roth right? See how your paycheck adjusts, see how what your monthly budget looks like, and we can phase into it. And You don't have to go all or nothing immediately. Again, the whole purpose for doing the Roth now is we think taxes are going to be higher later, and we want to go ahead and pay them now. That If you're a highly paid, highly compensated employee, this may not be right for you. But if you're starting out, man, pay those taxes when you're in the lower tax brackets now. And later on, when you're a millionaire, you pay zero taxes on all the money that's in a Roth. It is a beautiful thing. And another point is I, I often communicate with clients like, you know, even if you're in a, in a boat where you feel like, okay, maybe taxes aren't going to go up or down in a big way, but they're going to be probably going to be where they're at now. There's still a ton of value to go ahead and do Roth conversions because you take the risk of future act tax increases off of the table. So, so for Roth 401ks, Matt, I mean, the in, the limits of how much you can put in are the exact same limits as a traditional 401k. So if you're under 50 years old, you can put $19,500 into the Roth 401k. $19,000. Now, remember we said for a Roth IRA, you can only do 6,000. But now if you're over 50, they're going to let you put in $26,000 into the Roth 401k. Remember the Roth IRA, if you're over 50, you're going to do 7,000. So another good reason, if you think this is appropriate for you and you have Roth 401k available, man, I would highly look into it. Talk to someone, talk to us. We'll help you model it out and see if it's right for you. All right. So we've talked about Roth IRAs. Roth 401ks. All right. Those are all contributions. How much can I put in each year into either of those? Okay. Well, Mike, um, I'm 60 something years old, 62 years old, and I've got a boatload of money in IRAs or in 401ks, and I'd like to pay the tax now. How can I do that? Can I get money into a Roth? Absolutely you can. That's called a conversion, taking tax deferred accounts, and now you want to move those into a Roth. You can do that. There is no limit on how much you can convert in any given year. However, there's a big watch out, Matt. What's that? 
Well, taxes. <laughs> you got to pay the taxes. So can you afford to pay the taxes on how much you want to convert? And along with that, when you do that amount of conversions, there's a few other things that it can impact. And some of those would be, could bump you into the next tax bracket. That would be a no-no. And the other would be, if you're getting close to taking Medicare, when you do a Roth conversion, it looks suspiciously like income because that's the way it's reported. So if you convert a ton of 401k IRA money in a given year and it bumps your perceived income up and then you're getting ready to go into Medicare, then your Medicare Part B payment premium could go way up as well. So there's some moving pieces you need to be aware of. But converting now, if you think your taxes are going to be higher later, may be appropriate for you. And if you're going to do a conversion, the conversions need to be done in a calendar year. That's kind of what's going to be counted on, where a Roth contribution would be before you file your taxes. So a little bit difference there. But again, conversion, there's no limit. You can do as much as you want, as long as you know the implications could put you in a higher tax bracket for that particular year, could affect your Medicare payments, and that could be up for two years. Okay, so we talked about Roth contributions to Roth IRA, 401k, and we talked about Roth conversions. A great strategy if you've got a lot of cash sitting in IRAs or 401ks, uh, if you've got more than, I think, the number we use between $300,000 and $400,000 in tax-deferred accounts, Roth conversions would might be a good solution for you. Also, if you've got a pension, Roth conversions would be appropriate to talk about because you're going to be pay, paying taxes on those pensions, and now you throw all those tax-deferred accounts on there too, you're setting yourself up for a huge tax bill later on. And by the way, most of you know this. But any IRA or 401k money that are tax deferred, you're just a co-owner. The other owner of those accounts is the government. The only problem is, is we don't know how much they're going to take. We know the tax rates are today. We know they're going up in 2026, but we just don't know what they're going to do after that. Uh, depends on the election. A lot of people we've talked to, Matt will attest to it as well. All of our clients are asking us, Two big questions, you know, what taxes are going to be like? What's going to happen if the election goes one way or the other? And so this is one way, doing a Roth, that you know you've paid the tax, you're done, you don't pay tax on it anymore on what you've converted, nor the growth. It's 100% tax-free to you and whoever you leave that account to in the future. Uh, and there's no required minimum distributions on Roth money. And that's where we're going to next. How do I get my money out of the Roth? I put money in. How do I get it out? What are some ways to do that? Well, any money you take out of a Roth, there's two rules on withdrawals from Roth. Number one, you got to have the account open for five years and you need to be 59 and a half. If you break either of those rules, you can't take the growth out without penalty. Any money you put into a Roth, you've already paid tax on, you can take it out immediately. Right. Yeah. There's always there's always fewer restrictions, if not no restrictions on money. If you've already paid the taxes, they tend to not care as much about those funds. So taking money out of a Roth, say you're in retirement now and you're getting your Social Security, and you got your pension, you're about to bump into the next tax bracket and you want to go buy a new car. Well, you dip over into your Roth account 
that money is not taxed. It doesn't show up as income and you can buy that new car or whatever you're wanting to purchase and it doesn't bump you in the new tax bracket. It doesn't affect your Medicare payments. Uh, and so it's a great opportunity. Like Matt was saying earlier, it gives you that flexibility, that diversity. Right. Yeah. There's, there's just, there's so much value in having money in different buckets, right? Taxable buckets, tax-free buckets, and it gives us options and, um, and flexibility down the road, regardless of what things look like, right? And that way we get down the road 10, 15 years from now, we don't have to try to predict what, what tax rates are going to look like. We've got money in different places and we can be strategic about where we're pulling income from. You know, lots of times it makes sense to try to, if we do Roth conversions or Roth contributions, let that money sit for as long as possible and grow because that money is the most valuable money you have from a tax perspective. So leave that money alone for as long as you can spin down your other assets. But if all of your money's in a 401k, right, we, it's better than not having any money, but it, it's, it's more ideal to have it spread out in a couple different buckets versus all in one place. So if you do have the Roth accounts in it and you've had that account open for at least five years and you are 59 and a half, 100% of those assets are available to you tax free. That's a beautiful term, tax free. Uh, so th that's taking money out of your Roth. Okay. So this is all fine and good, Mike and Matt and Natalie, but you know what? I make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA. What can I do? Well, there's this thing called a backdoor Roth. Um, as long as you don't have any other IRA money that complicates the situation, but if you have no other IRAs, then you can make a non-tax deductible IRA contribution and shortly thereafter convert that to a Roth. It's legal. Uh, you can do that. It's a little bit complicated. If you're thinking about doing that, you need to see a financial advisor to walk through all the, the pieces to it to make sure there's no other implications. But even if you make too much money, you can contribute to a Roth IRA called the backdoor Roth. Okay. Uh, and it is legal. I'll read you a quote here from the Congressional Conference Report. Although an individual with AGI, adjusted gross income, exceeding certain limits is not permitted to make a contribution directly to a Roth IRA, the individual can make a contribution to a traditional IRA and convert the traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. So it is legal. All right. right. A couple other reasons to do a Roth would be for college funding. I mean, you never know if little Johnny's going to go to college or if he's going to get a scholarship or he's going to join a rock band. So if you do a Roth IRA, then that money's there available because, again, what you put in, you can take out any time, no penalty. But if little Johnny does get scholarships or joins that rock band, there's you an extra set of funds for your retirement called the Roth IRA. Matt's got three kids over here. Natalie's got a son. They're thinking, huh, not, may not be a bad idea to do that. Yeah, they better not join a rock band, but... If they do, they just need to be really good at it. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're going to recap here. There's a lot of information we talked about Roth IRAs, and Matt said it up front. If you think this is something for you, you should talk to a financial advisor and a CPA because there's a lot of tax implications here, and you don't want to go do something you cannot undo. All right, so one, it's all about the taxes. If you think taxes are going to be higher in the future than they are now, and your income is going to be about the same or higher in retirement, you should absolutely talk to someone about potential doing a Roth. 
If you have a Roth 401k at work and you're not a highly compensated individual, you're probably a great opportunity to contribute. Again, talk to us, talk to a CPA. We'll help you figure that out. To do a Roth, there's no, no age limit. No age limit. You just got to have earned income. This a Roth will protect your Social Security. There's this thing called provisional income, which affects your Social Security, how much it's taxed. Roth income is one of the things that does not count against you. So it's another reason to potentially do a Roth. You got to remember there's two five-year rules on Roths. It's got to be open five years. The account has to be open five years and you got to be 59 and a half to take out the growth. Okay, two rules there. All right. Now, now is a great time to be investigating this. We don't know what's going to happen with the election. We don't know what's going to happen with taxes, but we do know what's right now. And to now is a great opportunity to do Roth. Yeah, we don't know those things, but we do know we do know our debt nation's debt is increasing and we pay for that by taxing you know citizens and working people and taxpayers. So we don't know those things for certain, but um, two plus two is always equal to four. So I think we can have um, some confidence that things will look different um, in the future, uh, you know, just based on our nation's spending and financial situation. And everybody we talked to, Matt, here at Mach 1, we asked them the question, you think taxes are going to be higher in the future or lower? And I have not found anyone that said they'll be lower. Yeah. And I would agree with them. I think taxes will be higher to fund the national debt and everything that we've been doing recently. Right. And this is it, you know, they can, they can increase taxes in a bunch of different ways, right? Tax, the tax percentages can go up, but the brackets can shift and move around. So it's not about trying to get into the prediction game of knowing exactly what's going to happen. It's about having certainty and being positioned and plan, have a plan in place so that regardless of what the next 10, 15, 20 year olds from a tax perspective, that we have options and that we're going to be okay. All right, folks, that concludes our topic here on podcast on Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, contributions, conversions. Uh, we do ask you submit questions here at the podcast. Uh, Natalie, how can they submit a question? Yes, the easiest way to submit a question is email podcast at mock-onefinancial.com. But you can also go to our website and click on the podcast tab. And we have a little form you can fill out there as well. Thank you, Natalie. Natalie's always on top of all the details. Matt, I think we actually do have a question for this week. Yeah, we do. So we had a question come in that was asking about annuities. Um, and for those of you that don't know, we are, we do we are fans of annuities. Certain types. There's a bunch of different types of annuities out there. Some are some that we uh, that we like and are appropriate in certain situations, and others that we're not huge fans of. But this question didn't get into the specific. It, it just asked, can they add money to an old annuity? And the question is the very common response of, it depends. Um, just depends on what type of an annuity, what the product is. There are definitely annuities out there that you can add money to um, after the, you've put the initial amount in on the front end. But there are certain annuities out there that you can't as well. So it just, it would be depending on what the product that you own is and, and what type of an annuity it is. So I would just recommend you have us or... Um, Another financial advisor review that. And if you're wanting to add some money, you know, that's definitely something we could help you find out. 
That's what we're here for to answer any questions you have about money. So thank you for the question. Speaking of questions about money, I do want to put a plug in here for our Money School series. We go live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on our YouTube as well as Facebook page. And Money School teaches you everything that you've always wanted to know about money, but you didn't know who or where to ask. So it's an 11-week series. It started just a couple weeks ago. Um, we we have three sessions that have aired. And so you can you can tune in to session four and you can go back and watch one through three. But um, that is, that's a very good um, educational little online virtual seminar that could answer that question. Fantastic, Nellie. Thank you for that plug. And, and folks, here at Mach 1, we are a fiduciary, which means we have to do what's in your best interest. We do these podcasts to share information about money. We've got Money School, as Natalie mentioned, that we discuss questions about money. We're here to help you and do what's in your best interest. So that, that concludes our podcast today on Roth IRAs. If this has intrigued you, Please contact us here at Mach 1. We'll be happy to sit down and do a complimentary uh, review for you on your, your finances and see if Roth makes sense. And if it does, then we refer you to a, your CPA or another CPA just to confirm uh, our analysis. Natalie, uh, thank you again for producing the show and doing all the behind-the-scenes work on the podcast. Like we always say, you make us look good on the podcast. So thank you for that. Uh, all right, folks. Thought of the day for today. All right, here we go. A good plan is like a roadmap. It shows the final destination and usually the best way to get there. So folks, we hope if you choose doing a Roth IRA, you'll give us a call and we'll help set that roadmap up for you. Matt, thanks for your contributions today. Natalie, thank you. And that's it today for the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mach-1financial.com disclosures.